Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts started now we waiting for you here we go yeah you know what it is we back gangster chronicles and i'm with the peoples big steel and once again we got our man journalist extraordinaire the man that the people in the comments call who's the white guy that don't know those, <laughs> those who not to know mr soren baker what's up soren everything is good thanks for having me steel nate appreciate it Oh, for sure, man. I guess we go jump right back into these um, top 50 before we get started. We're on remote tonight, so it may not sound as crisp and clear, you know, and it's not as beautiful as it normally is because, you know, we being safe and respecting each other's health and safety. Um, our cameraman caught COVID, so we keeping them out the mix and we staying out the way. Advise everybody to do the same because it's still out there, so wash your hands and take care of yourself. But um, let's jump back into, man, these great 
these top 50 greatest um gangster rap albums of all time. Because I know yeah, this going to be where are we at right now with it? Uh, mm. We got to do like 11 to 14 tonight and probably talk about each one of these because we get into the cream of the crop. Oh, for sure. Well, you know what, Soren? I know your list is going to be controversial. You know what, though? <laughs> We've been doing pretty good lately. For the most part, we seem to agree on some things. And even the stuff that we don't agree on is close because we always have them somewhere else in the list. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of getting um this is getting like toward the top, man. Going to stick yours off, bro. All right. So I'm still ironing out all my, my top 14, the order of them, but this cluster, I'm gonna do uh Ice Cube America's most wanted, Compton's most wanted straight checking them, Scarface, Mr. Scarface is back, dub C in the mad circles, ain't a damn thing change. Mm. I really fuck with that list, dog. I thought those would be more, you know, 11 to 14. You got America's most wanted than 11 to 14, bro. Well, you you know, it's not a numerical order necessarily, but I thought that would have been a top five album. Well, I think there's a lot of other albums that are, this is like you're dealing with, are you giving some 100 or 99%? It's like, what a, you know, you're splitting hairs almost. But I just think, uh, a lot of these albums now, uh, to me, it's all the way through beats, production, and then song concepts, everything. So, you know, getting well, up in here, this is the the A plus range. Well, you know what I had? Um, I had straight checking them in my top ten, and again. Anybody that knows me know I'm serious about my music. It has nothing to do with eight being the co-host of this show. He got some fucking classics, man. Compton's most wanted got some classics, man. It's an understatement. Several. Yeah, they, they got some classics, man. Um, what did you think about the list, eight? That was a that was a that was official to me. Um, it all depends on, like I said, this shit is based on niggas' opinions, so. You know, niggas always gonna have a difference of opinion about what they think is is they favorite, uh, you know, reality uh, music album of all time. And if you want to say gangster rap, because you know, um, some of these records wasn't considered, you know, n- gangster niggas. You know what I'm saying? Because I got some records in there that niggas wasn't necessarily claiming hoods and sets and shit, but dealt with uh, significant West Coast music, you know what I'm saying? And so um, uh, the li- the list is appropriate, you know what I'm saying? Because if you basing it off of, of the music that we started as a foundation of West Coast reality music, then, you know, uh, there was some pretty su- su- official choices. Straight checking them, I don't know, man, you know, uh, that was all right, so you know, I don't, I don't fuck with straight checking them too much. A little bit, but hey, you know what I'm saying? I don't the bang thing, straight checking them too much. The thing about straight checking them that I like, is, or that I especially like, is that the, because Dad and Music to Drive By my two favorites from you slash CMW. And the thing is, sonically, I think there's more variance on straight checking them. And just as a quote unquote album to listen to, 
it just had more sonic ups and downs, highs and lows, and different type of paces and feels to it. Whereas music to drive by was like straight. Oh, yeah, we were straight hood on 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 music yeah, yeah. to drive by. Um, straight checking them, I guess you know. I wanted to, even though nigga was claiming Compton and on that aspect. Uh, I still wanted to have respect as an MC. You get me? That's and where that's my why I think it's that's, that's why where I think my, it's so powerful. My name, you know, what I'm saying, uh, uh, it deals with uh, MCing. You know, because I was just a fan of of, of rap music, hip hop. Um, even though we was gang banging and claiming sets and all that type of shit, uh, back in the days, it, you know, uh, was very strong about your 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 vocal delivery and what you spoke about on records. Um, so I guess I just didn't want people to be just like, oh, all them niggas are talking about is shoot 'em up, bang bang. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Again, even though I was motherfucking uh, khaki suits and claiming the hood, I still wanted to show, nigga, I'm a rapper, nigga, you know what I'm saying? I'm an I'm a MC, because that's where it came from. So uh, I prided myself on doing records like uh, I Don't Dance or um, records like uh, Can I Can I Kill It and can shit like it? that. Yeah. Which is As my favorite of the album? You know what I'm saying? As opposed to records like uh, Growing Up in the Hood or or Raised in Compton or, you know, those type of records or, or those type of records that I had on Straight Checking Them, I still oh, gave yeah. you, I gave you, I gave you songs like, uh, like I said, I Don't Dance, uh, Mike T's Funky Scratch, you know, uh, because I want to show niggas like, you know, we ain't just like shoot them up, bang, bang, shoot them up, bang, bang, nigga, nigga got lyrical skills. I, I guess I got that from, from Cube, you get me? Because Cube, you looked at as um, just different, you know, even though uh, Easy and them was, you know, uh, bang, banged out, so to speak, boys in the hood, straight out of Compton, uh, when you listen to Cube, Cube just put words together that you was just like, man, like, like, you know, so I always felt like uh, you had to be an MC first instead of just, you know, rapping about any motherfucking thing. So that's why I took pride in the MC thing. You get me? Yeah, well, you know what? I think that you were so descriptive with your raps and that was the one thing that made me a fan. Just like even when you listen to Can I Kill It? It's just a hood dude talking about the women he messing with, like he getting his Mac on. And the part where he said, you know, pussy so big that I can't even feel it. But fuck it, I'm <laughs> still kill it. You know, he talking about he with this hood rap broad, the hood is wore out of hood. And he said, fuck it, I'm going to still do my thing. And it was just, and even, the, you know, and I agree with you, Soren, the, the production on there, each album to me elevated from the last and it was yeah. a little different even though he kept stuff consistently in the same it was always different it was like you can tell you guys put a lot of thought into y'all beat selection and everything else it, it was just well put together albums it just wasn't a bunch of mesh of songs threw together because you know what, what i see a lot of times with artists is that once once they put out that one pivotal album mm -hmm. fall off after that because they start thinking that everything they do they start feeling themselves and they start and they kind of stopped putting the effort in that they may have put in on that release. You feel what I'm saying? It's like you can tell y'all was really in the studio 
like getting y'all samples together because y'all was using shit that didn't nobody use before that. And that was in the era when people were sampling real heavy. Well, um, one thing about that was um, in those days of trying to, uh, you know, uh, claim your spot, um, we wanted to be different. Well, I wanted to be different um, than a lot of the so-called music you give me because everybody was sticking to the same format so to speak uh especially on the west coast you know uh, the, uh, the funk sound the parliaments the george clinton's all of that you know and don't get me wrong those was hood foundation music because we used to bang that shit you know in the six folds and the shit riding up and down the street fuck it nigga even in the days where you know remember niggas used to carry the boombox radios around you feel me um you know, nigga, nigga played that type of music, but we wanted to be different. You know, um, I prided myself on trying to be different when it came to picking music to rap over. Um, and then dealing with a, you know, dealing with a nigga like Unknown, who basically wanted to keep all the money in pocket, you know, because some sample clearances and all that shit cost. Um, that's where we would try to come up with shit that wasn't typical or shit that wasn't, you know, resampled, you know, five times already. Um, so we basically just dug in the crates, you know, we would look at crazy records, orchestra records, uh, records from overseas, European artists, uh, you know, uh, blues artists, you know, motherfucker in the backwoods of fucking Mississippi, some shit like that, an artist. And we would take those songs and, and Slip was good with the MPC and, and the SP-12 and shit. And so he would chop up a lot of stuff, but it was just all about trying to hear that sound that was different because again, um, I prided myself on being an MC, you know, because before it was gangster rap or pimp rap or whatever. It was just the MC and DJ, you feel me? So um, I prided myself on MCing. So when it came to music, I just felt we just had to be different. You know, you had to stand out. If you want to claim your spot in this shit, you just have to be a standout. So that's where that came up from, from our production. You know, uh, not trying to follow the trends of what was going on at the time. Mm -hmm. That's all, and that's all, and I think, you know what, it, it brings me to a point, man. Hip-hop, I think, right now is at its lowest point, right, that it's been in a long time. Um, I don't know, There's still a lot of great music coming out, man. You know what, it's a lot of great music coming out, but it's not selling, though. But people don't, but the challenge is that the, as they would say, the paradigm has shifted because people don't buy it, it's streaming it. So it's, right. it's, I think, it's, um, it's not the same game. It's a different way to look at it. Music is just, it's just, you got your choice of, of what it is, right? Um, I just think that music has become a lot repetitious right now. Um, you know, um, there's a few cats with originality, you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, everybody's like mimicking whatever came out last month or, you know, like now the thing is, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure production companies and niggas with studios 
everybody trying to run out, just like my nigga called me today, you know, or trying to get this female on. I'm trying, that's the thing right now. Let me go, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't think people trying to come with originality, you know. You got those artists who come along every now and then who are standouts and who are original. And then, you know, you got a gang of motherfuckers that's like, shit, I'm going to do what they doing because it's working, you know what I'm saying? And I just think, you know, it's a time to where uh, everybody grow up, you know what I'm saying? Them, them, them 13 and 14 and 15 year olds, they grow up. And if you look at the last 10 years, you know, they growing up now and it's to where like, okay, a lot of shit is, is just simple. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong, simplicity in music sometimes work, but when it's just repetitious and repetitious and repetitious, you know, you're going to tend to kind of lose some of its lackluster, I think is what's going on in hip hop, you know? But like you said, don't get me wrong. There's there's some there's some good music if you can find it. You know what I'm saying? If you can stray away from what motherfuckers is trying to force feed you, and there's some decent music out there. But you know, you got to be true connoisseurs like we are, and you have to find it. You know what I'm saying? Because the masses wants to push the same objective right now. Because you know, when it's about making cheddar and it's about making money, then I don't give a fuck. You get me? They made a movie about a time machine. Fuck it. Six months later, we're going to make a movie about a time machine. we just going to put a different actor in it and whatever and, and rearrange the storyline. But, you know, copycat season is in full effect. Yeah, but you know, we talk. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. About your homegirl, what's her name? Um, Sexy Red. You know, (laughs) I think people are, I think right now we live in the era, man, where I see people more interested in pulling off publicity stunts than making dope music. I seen uh, I think I seen something today where Jimmy Iovine said uh, people aren't interested in making you know records anymore right we used to make records right the quality that you put into a record motherfuckers right now want to get on TikTok and shit like that whatever you know Everything is turning into the visual eye of shit, whereas it's becoming a thing of the past for you to make a good, good quality record. You get me? Um, You know, getting into the studio, the field, the engineer, coming up with the sound, something that's meaningful and something that you take pride in recording. Like you said, Motherfucker, niggas be screaming shit, nigga. Let's take, let's go, let's get to TikTok. You get me? How, how, how heartfelt is that? You know what I'm saying? Like your quest for, your quest for musical prowess or satisfaction is, 
let me get let me make it to TikTok. You get me? That's where the world of music is gearing to. And like I said, nothing wrong with it, but it takes away the essence uh, from somebody like me who took pride in making a song. You get me? Uh, as I do now, uh, I want to just do some shit that's trendy because I've never followed that pattern. You know, I, I could have. Or content creators now versus being rappers and musicians. It's like they content creators. They're more interested in being influencers. Like, you know, you saw the girl, she had a sex tape that leaks. Now, she said it was by accident, but I think that was very much done on purpose just to elicit a response and elicit excitement. But see, you think about it now. She's 20-something years old, right? She mm. got young kids at home. Those young kids go, especially if she got a boy, that little boy is going to yeah. be a teenager one day. And she's not gonna feel, yeah, and she's not gonna feel the same way. The way she feels now, she's not. I guarantee you, she's not gonna feel that way ten years from now. She's gonna be embarrassed because somebody at her son's school is gonna bring that tape up. Like, man, you know what? It's a tape of your mom on here sucking somebody's dick. <laughs> and like, and 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 to put it in, and listen to put it to more perspective, right? Um, like the homie hit me and he was like, yeah, I've seen a little 45 second little take, you know, blah, blah, blah. He like, I'm trying, I'm trying to see if the booty hole was brown and I'm trying to look and see and whatever. And, and then I had the analogy as a motherfucking, um, as a, as a fan, right? I'm a nigga, I'm a fan. And I'm, and this is what y'all pushing on me, right? This is the music, but as a motherfucking connoisseur of, of rap and who like I take real pride in the shit I put out as just a regular nigga. And then you see how the females, you know, they 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 get offended by whatever, whatever. But I'm telling my nigga, you know, on the aspect of, of that type of shit, I'm not going to her shows to hear her rap. Right. I'm going to her shows to see if she finna hop on the motherfucking table or if she finna get on the pole and bust her motherfucking pussy open and shit like that. That's what I'm going to her show for because I I have a different motherfucking outlook when when as a as a fan I'm going to a show to hear the music, right? Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers busting out their phones and cameras and whatever, whatever. Ain't no ain't no real rap connoisseur nigga going to these these women's shows to listen to them. Right. I'm going to see what the fuck is finna go on with this that- feedback. You get me? I want to see if yeah. you finna lay on your back and, and, and finna be rapping out your pussy and put the microphone up. I want to see some tricks, nigga, from yeah. these females because I, I, I want to see you play it out because I'm not going to listen to you rap. I'm not going to listen to you because you're not a rapper to me. You, now I'm turning I'm turn you into an entertainer, you know, content creator, right? You're creating content because this can't be the respect you have for hip hop to want to make like a really good song, right? Like, I don't believe in trendy shit. I believe in making real music. So the aspect of that, this is the music you want to make, and I'm a nigga. I don't don't buy that shit, but I'm a damn sure come to your concert and see if you finna be busting your pussy open because that's that's the motherfucking, that's that's what I'm listening to, right? 
I'm being I'm being entertained by fucking sexual exploitation shit. I'm not being entertained by what you're giving me lyrically, because I'm an artist. I take pride in my lyrics and shit. You know, I take pride in in what I write about. I don't want to be no motherfucking gimmick. That's why I used to tell niggas. That's why I never got in other kind of movies or did other kind of shit. Because I don't want to be taken as no motherfucking gimmick. You get me? This was a struggle I came through. And for you to be a single mama living in poverty and fucking around gang-infested shit and niggas and whoop-de-whoop, you want to take pride in the shit that you write about, but you want the pride that you take in is what? My pussy and my pussy? Like, I, I like, it's got to be a different aspect of what I look at is hip hop. So that's why I say sometimes motherfucking gimmicky shit is, 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 is that's the, the foundation of hip hop. And like you said, we're not selling and we're not whatever, whatever, because everything is gimmick shit today. Nothing is being taken serious as music that I want something to leave as a legacy so people can, you know, a hundred years from now, motherfuckers going, I remember straight up menace. I remember niggas struggling. I remember the hood took me under. A hundred years from now, you're not going to be remembering my pussy this and my pussy that. You feel me? So at some point, point, go ahead. I'm I'm sorry, but... I, I agree with you 100% because when you look back to her predecessors, like look back at Foxy Brown, look back at Look Kim, yeah, they displayed sexuality, right? But those girls correct. They had but dope I think, songs. But, I think, but still, let me ask you this still, because the difference is, to me, they were the turn of it because the artists, the female rappers in particular before them, like MC Light or Antoinette or Shawrock or Yo-Yo or whoever you want to name, mm-hmm. as much as they talked in Queen Latifah, Moni Love, whoever it was, they may have talked about sexual stuff, but it was always about them as artists, and they may or may not have presented sexuality, but Little Kim and Foxy Brown switched it to where they were promoting sexuality so heavy. And they were doing it in the videos too. They were like, you know. They were putting out. I would say Foxy was provocative dressing. I always looked at Foxy though, though. She was a she was a rap rap motherfucker. You get me? Yeah. She had her little records and shit, but Lil' Kim was like, nigga, get this pussy. You get me? Lil' Kim was like, man, you can get this pussy on on, you know. I don't I don't know if I ever heard, you know, did Foxy have records where like nigga we finna be fucking and or well, did she remember, She wasn't that crazy with it, but remember her album was called Il Nana. So she said she's Il Nana. She said she had I get that. And that's and that but then the but see, like I said, Lil' Kim like niggas bust it open Kim, here. Yeah, Lil' Kim was busting it open. That, that right. Was so but and to H point, I mean, Foxy was doing posse cuts with LL and exactly, it was, it was a different little, re, little respectable songs with Black Street, you know, gotta yeah. get you home and shit. Like, but then Foxy had records like, you know, um, she had hard records, she had hard, like, 
and she had hard records, you get me? And as a lyricist, I can respect, you know, getting past because she took pride in lyrics, you feel me? Um, today, like I said, the aspect of it is this, the simplicity and like, you know, fuck it. I mean, and it's just so blatant, like, yeah, I'm a hoe, yeah, I suck dick, yeah, I fuck, yeah, so fuck it. I'm gonna put it like, okay, we've been doing it. It's not even a creative or imaginative of how you're describing doing it. It's just like you just said, it is so straight up. It's just not. Yeah, I'm fucking. I'm fucking. (laughs) I'm nasty. I'm dirty. You can bend me over and blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, and nigga pay me, nigga. And then, and, and then if, and then the females who are not, you know, maybe just so out blatant with it, it's still about, you know, Trick on me, nigga. Trick on me. Trick on me. Spin, spin, spin. You a trick. Uh, you know, fly me here, fly me there. No, you know, if, if that's if that's if that's the situation, because like I said, we had too short. Too short was bitch this and bitch that and suck a nigga dick and bitch you the hoe and I fuck seventy five girls and you know and freaky tales and and I get it. You you get what you get out like you live period um but i just think that at some point when music um like you said when music turns from the art form of want to make real you know uh heartfelt records and not to say you got to be all sad and simpy and crying or whatever that type of music you can still make good and fun music for motherfuckers but it still just got to have some substance and when you losing the substance because like you said, a lot of motherfuckers really ain't artists. I'm just a motherfucker on the block, whether it be a nigga or a female. And nigga, I'm a I'm a write about you know this is the block and we killed thirty niggas and the homie had to strap. Or I'm a rap about you know I'm a bitch getting fucked and getting my money and that's what it's about. You know it it goes from it, we we're not having a lot of substance in it. You feel me? Because even as a street nigga myself, rapping about the streets. I still felt like I had to still, I had to tell stories about being in the struggle because shit, life is a struggle. I wanted motherfuckers to know everything is not fucking roses around this motherfucker. It's still niggas in the struggle and it's still, still hard life. So I guess that that's what kept me on the pattern of wanting to write, you know, uh, official music to where I felt motherfuckers could relate to, but I never just want to be a gimmick as uh, MC, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna throw this out there. If it work, it work. If it don't, it don't. Fuck it, we gonna try something else. I didn't want motherfuckers to look at me like that, especially when it came to making music. Well, you think about it like this. To me, as much as Little Kim may have influenced the Sexy Reds and all of them people, they're kind of like the antithesis because if you look at Lil' Kim back in the day, yeah, she had the um, album cover to where she was, you know, dropping it like it's hot and had the monkey out there on full display. But at the same time, she gave you the Quiet Storm remix and she went on that motherfucker and got busy. I mean, but she could rap. I mean, you know. Yeah, um, that's a big difference. She could and rap. I'm not, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I don't know who wrote her rap. She could have wrote her own shit. I don't know. I don't get into all that, you know. I don't know who writing sexy red raps or... Suki Hala raps or whoever, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 
I've always written my own shit. You know, I feel you can't express yourself no better than the motherfucker who right there. So, uh, but you know, there's a lot of people who get assisted and whatever. Um, again, I just feel like if you want to get into this game of, and a lot of motherfuckers might be like, oh, you know, that's them old niggas. Most niggas always hating, you know, hating, still sore. Y'all always hating because y'all always want to talk about the yesteryears of, of the foundation and how the quality is. Man, let us young niggas get ours, man, and let the little bitch eat and whoopty whoop and shit like that. So, like, to each his own and shit. But it's, it's kind of disheartening when, you know, you see something that, you know, you know, that was a struggle to to hold down in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was hard for us to get in that door to 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 be able to do this shit. Like I said, nigga, you can go out and you can kill 30 niggas on the video right now. Bitches can be, you know, play sucking dick and all kind of shit in videos now. You do all kind of crazy shit. I mean, back in the days, nigga, if we did anything that was affiliated with something that might have thought, oh, them niggas is really gangbanging, or them niggas is really, man, we not playing that shit right here. We're not finna play that Shut song down. on the radio. We're not finna Shut show down. that video. Man, just a gang of niggas standing around and, and let one nigga throw up a sign. Oh, they like, oh, we can't play that shit. We can't do that, you know? So it's come a long way. I mean, but so has a lot of shit. So has a lot of shit, right? You know, no disrespect. I mean, so has a lot of shit. Um, niggas, niggas playing in the NBA now. You get me? Niggas, you go. It's it's all kind of shit. You AT and T connects and old to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
oldest girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. (laughs) And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. You know what I'm saying? We came through all kind of transitions. So to each his own, man. But I just think that sometimes you got to have quality and pride and shit. And it's just unfortunate that a lot of the music, you know, like the songs, like the like the list you had, a lot of those records uh, reflected making a record, you know, putting that quality in. And, and even though uh, we got the moniker of being gangster rappers or reality rap. It was just the pride we took uh, to want to impress your next artist. You get me? Shit, nigga, you, you heard Cube new record? Oh, man, I got to get, you know, or you heard eight new record or two shorts new record or whoever. You, you, you wanted to step your game up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't seem like it's no game stepping up right now it's just like who can who can be the next content creator or influencer and who can have a the next 
TikToky song that'll have everybody creating dances for a video and all of that because you get me. I'm about you know that it's it's just the way to change and I guess the changing of the times or the guard or whatever. But like I said, um, music is is it's been around. It's all it's it's gonna be here when we gone. You know what I'm saying? And it's just you know hurtful to see where the fuck this shit can go being left in the wrong hands you know what i'm saying because in a minute they're gonna say fuck all you niggas we'll just create shit off the computer with fake ass artists and fake songs and shit and we'll crack it off like that you know we'll ai some shit and we don't need we don't need you motherfuckers no more we'll start creating motherfucking artists off a of computer modulated shit putting voices behind songs and now you niggas really gonna lose your originality so i think that's what we got to stick to you know what i'm saying trying to be different than the masses is what's gonna help us yeah well you know what man i think it is i I think it's one of them things is man young people today can't take criticism right and i i don't want to sound like the old nigga but whenever you have an opinion about something oh you hate it's not necessarily yeah. that we hating. It's just that you, you know when you put yourself out there. First of all, when you decide to make an album, you're putting it out for the public consumption. That means that along with the people that love you, you're gonna have to hear from the people that may not like your shit. You may have to hear from the motherfuckers like us, whose kind of job it is to critique certain shit and state our opinion on it. I'm not saying that I'm mad at that young lady for doing what she's doing, but get over, get by on your rap. And it's like I'm sick of all these gimmicks and publicity stunts. But, but this is the it thing, though. So See, that's the point. You yeah. can't really, and, and that's, and I guess that's uh, uh, what you want to say. Maturity now, as as far as you concerned, you mature now because put yourself at 22 years old right now in this time, still. And you trying to crack off your gangster chronicles or your podcast, and niggas go, man, this shit whack, man. Fuck this nigga show still. Man, why you putting out that bullshit, nigga? Y'all ain't got no gangsters on there, nigga. Y'all ain't talking about no hood shit. You be ready to pop a nigga. You be ready to slap every you be ready to slap every nigga that that got on your page and disrespected you. Now we're mature. We can take that shit. We can open opinions. We like to give knowledge and opinions about what shouldn't be done. But like I said, I was one of them niggas too. So I kind of understand because as a youngster, we kind of don't know uh, the direction. You feel me? But I'm the hardest motherfucker in the world at 19, 20, 21, 22. You can't tell me shit. So just like right now, if you was 22 and you was cricking off digital soapbox and a nigga told you, nigga, your shit whack, nigga. Digital soapbox whack as a motherfucker. Y'all ain't no gangsters on there, nigga. Where you from, nigga? And who is the white boy, nigga? And who is this nigga eight, nigga? Fuck eight, nigga. Nigga, we be, we be going after every nigga that had a comment to say. <laughs> we be like, fuck y'all too. That's the mentality of it. And just like uh, Sexy Red or, or, or what other baby name, as soon as a nigga go, that shit whack, they go, fuck you. Well, you and know they what? Go, 
and they go and they go hold up a stack of money and they go look at my chain and look at my stack of money and look at my brand new motherfucking pink Mercedes I just bought and look at me getting money. So fuck you. Now 30, now 20 years from now, when she's sitting there watching old videos talking about my pussy this and my woompy woomp, she's gonna be a little embarrassed. Because I don't no. give a fuck. You can hold that true, but you still gonna be like, damn, you gonna still have a sense of an of a mature adult to know that was some crazy shit I did, right? Like right now, still, you know some shit you did when you was 19, nigga, or 20. You look back right now, you go, that was some dumbass shit I did. Plenty of dumbass shit. And I look back on the knowledge, but you know the one thing that I think we did, we did all that when we was younger. But I do know, as y'all know, I write raps for motherfuckers sometimes. I don't talk about it too much because I can't talk about it. They got paperwork and all that on there without going too much into it. Whenever I take my pen out, even as a 52, 53-year-old man, I'm still trying to bust a motherfucker's ass. We did shit back in the day with the intent to fuck shit up. It wasn't about no money. It wasn't about nothing else. Like you said, you wanted to be the best, right? Whenever you went into that booth, you went in there with the purpose of fucking shit up, right? Am I correct? Right. Not to elicit no bullshit, not to try to get no attention. You didn't come online and let your dick slip out on, on, on Instagram by accident. Or go in there and make love with your woman in front of the camera. Oh, that was a mistake. Who the fuck have sex on camera by mistake, my nigga? I'm tired of motherfuckers coming with these lame-ass excuses all the time about what they do. No, you did that shit to try to get some attention. But I well, think too, I, well, go ahead, Sean. No, I think, too, one of the things we got to remember is, to Ace point a little bit earlier, Sexy Red has presented who she is. So Ace and everybody else isn't looking at her as a rapper anymore. They're looking at her as a performer. So the difference is, for us, we always looked at people that we wanted to listen to their music because we thought they had something to offer musically. And now everything is just so flipped to where a sexy red thinks this is the way I got to get on to be looked at musically. But it's like how you present yourself is how people look at you. And that's the reality that I think a lot of people forget if you come in. Yeah, because in reality, exactly. if Sexy Red just went in the booth and said, I'm just from the right about where I'm from and, you know, the bitch struggling, but, you know, I'm getting on and, yep, bitch, I got this weave. And if you kept it real like that, it probably take her harder to it, it. It probably take a difficult route because let's let's how many thousands of motherfuckers is right now in their basements or kitchens or living rooms or got the microphone in the closet or the bathroom or some shit like that and they busting out raps and blah blah blah. But then it's hard when you are when you when you another statistic like that and then you got a bitch who comes out you know. Not not as much as a looker, uh, but you know I'm I'm street. You get me, and and that goes a long way with a lot of motherfuckers who come from those walks of life. So um, I'm not finna try to motherfucking compete with. We got Nicki Minaj's out here and Cardi B's, and you know 
I'm a motherfucker coming from the hood down 54th Street and, you know, like, who the fuck gonna look at? I ain't got no motherfucking connections, ties, or whatever. So sometimes it gotta be like, you gotta do that flamboyant shit. Like, niggas used to tell me, which was the crazy shit. Niggas used to want to rap. Like, I'm finna get in the game. They ain't never put out no record or nothing, nothing. First thing niggas want to do is start dissing niggas, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, you got beef with that nigga? And nigga be like, tell you the truth, I've never, I don't even know the motherfucker. And I'll be like, then why you finna write a record dissing a nigga you don't even know? Shit, nigga, that's the quickest way to get on. And I'll mm-hmm. be like, for real? That, that's what y'all think now? And niggas used to be serious about it. Nigga, what, I'm era finna... was this what era was this happening? This was around... This was around 10 years ago. Okay. The 6 the, 9 the beginning era and all of that shit. Um, because it was a lot of niggas doing... Like, I'm just from the diss niggas. You get me? Um... And I'd be like, why? Because And niggas used to say, because I feel that's the quickest way to get on. By starting controversy with other artists that are probably established or, you know, are on the come up, a new nigga be like, oh, fuck it, I'm finna make a song dissing that nigga. And it's crazy to me of, of the levels, like I said, of what people will do just to get on nowadays and just instead of going, you know, I'm going to just try to keep busting it out, maker. Like, because for me, it was just, I'm going to just keep going to the studio. H, you know what, though, man? I'm going to keep going to the studio and writing. And but that's why you've had a long career, H. Hopefully, of one of these songs that I write, you know, it, it's going to, nigga, this, this motherfucker know what he's talking about. I never, I never felt like, oh, I got to do the next gimmick song or whatever. I never thought about that mentality when writing music. Well, we make sacrifices all the time, right? Think about this podcast, eh? I know what to do to blow up on YouTube, right? Me and you can come on here every week and diss motherfuckers and talk shit. It's to the point now, and and I'm going to say this too, it's more old motherfuckers out there hating and on bullshit than those young people. At least, you know what? One thing I will give Sexy Red and them, they not bothering nobody, right? They really not bothering nobody. And she has a few songs, dog, to where you can tell she has some semblance of talent. That shit she got with the baby hard as a motherfucker. That shake some shit, that shit bang. So she can, she is capable of doing some shit when it's necessary, right? But I just see where we at. I think it's a society thing, Soren, and they, I, I see motherfuckers right now as a motherfucker that has been a victim of some lying-ass niggas. And, hey, I'm outside. I'm a nigga that's outside. Ain't no nigga ever put his hands on me. All that shit niggas talk online, they believe, best please believe they don't want no smoke in real life. We all know that, right? These motherfuckers that know where I'm at, they, they don't want no type of smoke, but we in this era right now to where sensationalism is a motherfucker, dog. Motherfuckers would say any damn thing. I heard, you know what, and I don't know what Gilly's financial situation is, don't know what Birdman got, but we to the point now to where motherfuckers is basing they shit on how much money they may have or how much, well, I got more money than this nigga. What the fuck do that mean? It's just like, have y'all ever seen that movie Idiocracy? Nah. Yeah. You ain't never seen Idiocracy? Go watch mm. Idiocracy, dog. 
It's like that. It was the future and motherfuckers was just dumb as hell. Motherfuckers, and this movie came out, it was written by Mike Judge. This movie maybe came out 20 years ago and it talked about a society where they looked at TV and it looked just like one big ass app. It was a whole bunch of different channels showing at the same time. I said, them motherfuckers predicted the future, dog. Because people are retarded nowadays, dog. That's for sure. People are really on some bullshit nowadays. I've never came from the era to where money made you um, official. If you was official, nigga, you was just official, whether you was broke or whether you was rich, right? Um, We in this community of simple-minded motherfuckers uh, believe that money makes us who we really are. You hear me? You feel what I'm saying? Um, if you're going to be an up-and-up nigga, you're going to be an up-and-up nigga, right? If you're a crook, you're a crook. You're going to be a crook if you broke. And you, he, 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 when you went, when you got a billion dollars, you're still going to be a motherfucking crook, right? Um, mm-hmm. Niggas want to feel that the more finances I got, that makes me more of a nigga. Like, nigga, I'm a real nigga. Nigga, I got a, I got a, I got a hundred million, nigga. No, because if you a weak ass, you know, because a nigga gonna stand on his own, right? I'm a grown man, whatever, whatever. Uh, I don't need a hundred security. If it's me and you, nigga, we can get them up, no problem. Um, I don't have to stand on uh, my my checkbook to be a stand-up nigga. You feel me? Um, if I got a hundred million, if you had my number ten five days ago, you still gonna be able to call me. You get me? Um, I don't like to uh, have the sense of the more money that that makes you more tougher or more badder because a lot of niggas get that sense, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's what blinds us sometimes is that um, I've always came from the sense of, if, like I said, you just real. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, 
or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. (laughs) And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Real. Um, niggas like to punk each other with their bank accounts. You get me? And they finances. Um and that's the new trend, uh, the new the new way of, of because nigga, like I said, niggas with money who had money, I got money. They ain't got shit to do with it. Down what? You get me? So I think niggas get confused about letting money build their motherfucking confidence of, of who they really are. 
like nigga, you ain't no shooter. You ain't no shooter. If you ain't if you wasn't no shooter when you was a broke nigga, don't think because you got a million dollars now you can go buy twenty guns that you a big time. You, know, you get me? You ain't no shooter. You ain't no shooter there. You can have a fucking army and a tank in your house. You still ain't gonna be no shooter because you never was. So don't think just because you got the money to go buy a hundred guns that that's gonna put fear in a nigga who. I know you from the beginning. And like I said, some niggas want to test niggas. Like, I know what you said. You heard the call, nigga, I, I got this, and nigga, I own this, and I got that. So what that mean? Like, that don't make that, you a motherfucking man. That money ain't going to fight for you. You feel me? Yeah. Nigga, for niggas, it's like, nigga, let's get them up, me and you right now. You can't turn around and pull out your wallet and be like, all right, nigga, let's fight with checkbooks. You feel me? Like, nigga, nigga, I, I, nigga, here, nigga, slap my card on the table. You slap your card out. Let's go let the cards duel and shit. Or, nigga, my chain is bigger than yours, nigga. Oh, the chains ain't finna fight or whatever. So, nigga, be, be, a, be, be official, nigga. Don't, don't, um, I, I, I just hate that shit. Like, like, money give niggas courage, man. Money give a lot of niggas courage. Well, you know what I've noticed, though, man? And again, I don't have no knock against Gilly, man. I don't know, dude. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know I knock, I knock any nigga that think his motherfucking checkbook makes him, you know, official. Man, fuck oh. that shit. Because if you can get slapped, you can get slapped. Money ain't gonna stop you from getting slapped. All it's gonna do is hire some security. And that's just gonna show how much more of a punk you are. Cause now you gotta walk around with 10 niggas. Cause if you a real nigga, nigga, that's just it. Nigga, niggas respect you for who you are. You ain't got the floss or whatever. Now there ain't nothing wrong with having some dollars. You get me? Your, fi your family live good. Buy you a couple of fancy cars and eat you a couple of uh, nice steak and lobsters and shit and you know. Maybe go, uh, you know, you might even get you a private plane or something. But if you're a buster, you're still a buster, nigga, period. And, and, and we're not talking about <laughs> Gilly. We're talking about the situation. So y'all don't go out there and try oh, to... Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not choosing sides, man. I'm not talking about nobody or fifth. I'm talking about any nigga who got, who feel like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hard nigga because my bank accounts say so. Uh, man, no, no. And, and I had to mention it because I hear that a lot lately. It's like when somebody get upset, they first thing is, fuck that. He don't got more money. First of all, don't nobody know what nobody got, bro, because I'm going to tell you something. I know two or three billionaires, and when I tell you all of them motherfuckers wear this T-shirt and jeans and drive F-150s, every last one of them, don't, don't, neither one of them drive a Rolls Royce and no shit like that. All the motherfuckers I know that actually got Rolls Royces and shit really can't afford them motherfuckers. And the other point to all of this, which is directly tied into rap, is, and I know y'all heard it, every time somebody's trying to be like, this artist better than that artist or whatever, they always pull out, if you don't agree with them, they pull out, well, who they like sold more records. I'm like, they right. got nothing to do with your talent. Zero percent. No, it don't. Has nothing to do with your talent. There's a thousand rappers that never went gold that are phenomenal artists. So it's like, come on, come on. Yeah, you know what? Hey, I want to go back to something. I want to go back to the um, ain't a damn thing changed. I don't That's think that ever, that never went gold either, did it? Nah. 
but it's one of the best albums. It's one of the best albums ever made as far as gangster rap goes, as far as albums, period, as far as music go. That was a phenomenal album, man. Yeah, that's why it's up here, man. And eight, of course, is on there. You don't work, you don't eat. But I think the the thing, one of the many things I loved about that album is listening to dub since the, at least for me, the Rom Syndicate compilation coming through and then low profile. But you're seeing the evolution of like these songs that dress code, you don't work, you don't eat, out on the furlough, the title daddy. track, fuck mm. my daddy, fuck ghetto my daddy. serenade. Uh-huh. Ghetto Serenade, all these songs looked at these different aspects of a dude that was trying to make it, that all these different things were happening, partially because he was in the hood, partially because he was black, partially because of who, how he dressed, partially because he didn't have money, partially because he was gang affiliated, all this stuff. And I just thought the way he examined and broke everything down, and Coolio, of course, was amazing on there. Eight JD from Lynch Mob is on there. It's just a lot of amazing amazing stories and lyrics and the production too with jinx obviously holding it down a lot chilly chill crazy crazy tunes it's amazing man it's phenomenal you know what to me to me this album was like man the ghetto celestine's chapel you know it it was just like dub is like the ghetto thespian you know what i'm saying Like, like really and he's always been consistent as far as representing for the cats that got the EBT cars in their wallet. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And he never switched it up, dog. He never went Hollywood. And my thing is, is that um, a lot of people um, look at at um, what we brought to the table as being, you know, um, negative influences or uh, has a uh, has an effect on what's going on with nigga, you know, hood rap in the day. You see niggas on records now, you know, we came through, my homie did you this, and that's why your boy got shot, and, you know, but... <clears throat> A lot of our music came from the struggle of life, of where we came from. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't to like, like you said. You listen to a song called "Fuck My Daddy." That's mm-hmm. a personal issue, man. You feel me? Um, and and. Nobody else was, you know, there's a lot of motherfuckers going around who was fatherless and fathers wasn't in the home and shit. Um, but how was we dealing with that shit? You feel me? It took a nigga like Dub C to go, I'm finna make a record about this shit because this some shit that's really, like how many niggas over here in the hood who motherfucking pops is either dead, killed, niggas in prison for life or shooting up another nigga hood, or just niggas just ain't around. Um, You wasn't getting that shit. You feel me? How do you try to separate yourself from that situation that's going on to writing some shit about, hey, we at the party and everything is a good time. And nigga, I'm going through struggle over here. I'm not trying to 
So it's kind of unfortunate that um, music for some of us took a different path. You feel me? Um, not to say that all our artists on the West Coast reflected that struggle. Um, but that's what we had to bring to the table, unfortunately. Uh, we had we wanted to talk about our depressions and our hurt from being, you know, fatherless kids or or seeing homies murdered or, you know, um, um, being stereotyped because, you know, being in a gang was something that wasn't something for fascination. It was for motherfucking survival. You get me? Everybody banging over here. Niggas is clicking up and banging and shit. And if you ain't banging, you finna be a victim. Um, We have to talk about that shit. You get me? We have to let motherfuckers know that, you know, nigga, I'm struggling over here. While niggas is writing raps about, you know, having fun and, you know, we, you know, got gold chains on and, you know, my Adidas and shit like that, nigga, motherfucker, nigga came through and, and shot up the block last night. Well, am I supposed to go to the studio and write about, hey, it's sunny in California today. Nigga, it's raining like a motherfucker over here. And it's a hundred cops come through every day, kicking niggas in the teeth and shit just for being young black niggas on the block. You know, uh, um, nah, man, I got to write about this shit. I got to tell somebody. Somebody got to hear about it. So it wasn't like uh, our, our, our fucking artistic view didn't come from, oh, nigga, we can exploit, you know, talking about cripping and blood and and make a gang of money off of it. Nah, nigga. I'm, I'm tired of getting my ass kicked every day and it just being a routine. You get me? To the point to where even like when when the situation with, with the George Floyd situation, We've been getting our asses whooped over here, nigga. You know what I know? Nigga, police pick us up, take us to the enemy hood, drop us off. Police been kicking our teeth in in the substations and fucking us up. And look at all the... Look at all the lawsuits went down with Rampart of police setting niggas up and shooting them and planting guns on them and sending niggas to prison for shit. And you want me to write about some happy shit? Right. Where is it? You get me? So that that was that was uh uh you know that's where songs like that came from. Cause you know, coming from somewhere else, a motherfucker go like, why nigga writing a song about fuck his daddy? You get me? Because nigga, is is because fuck my daddy. You get me? It was in his heart. But think about this though, eight. Hey, me, you, and Soren all come from different walks in life. I think me and your walks of life probably similar, even though I came up in Cleveland. We was both kind of brought up in poverty, right? Right. Eight was there, but the common denominator that we all have is that hip-hop took us on a journey that we never expected, man. If somebody would have told me at the age of 13 when I was sitting on my front porch, one day you could have a podcast with one of your favorite rappers and and, and, and the dude that's, that wrote in the magazine that, that you used to love and, and look at every weekend, you could have a podcast with them and them go be your peers and you could get to talk about them and get to do cool shit. I would have cried. I would have said, for real? Because I didn't see no shit like that happening for me. The best thing yeah. I, I think back eight, 
the aspiration I had when I was little, when I was a young man like that, 13, I said, okay, if I don't make it, even playing professional football or going to college for that matter to play football was so far from me. I thought that I would get me a job maybe at the gas company or something like that. And if I can get me a little house, maybe in something with the heights at the end of it, Shaker Heights or Cleveland Heights, I made it. You feel what I mean? To have a car and have a family, you know what I'm saying? Have a wife and kids. That was my top aspiration. If I would have did, man, I've got to see the whole world because of hip hop, dog. So I take that shit serious. It's done a oh. lot. For, it's done a lot for all of us. Life was life was blank for those mid years because I didn't know where the fuck I was going. I I just I just man, growing up in Compton, living where I lived in in a in a neighborhood called Spooktown. Um, I didn't know where the fuck I was going. Like I said, you you see all this you see all this fantasy shit on TV, and as a kid, you know, oh, uh, <laughs> like what are you supposed to? You know, I'm seeing these drive-by shootings, and niggas gang banging, and you know, um, those years between when you first get introduced to gang banging and then, you know, you see movies like colors and then you see movies like Scarface and then you look down the block and this niggas, you know, yo, you know, you hang. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream, connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream, connect the shower, Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. In with niggas is selling and making bread and, you know, at that point, I'm like, nigga, I'm trying to get me some kilos. You get me? I'm trying to, like... There was no like, man, I'm be a ball player or like, like nigga, like every nigga I hang around is either dying or they going to jail or niggas is serving. Like, ain't no niggas working. Like, you feel I'm saying, man, it's like, like nigga, I was like, work, who work? I thought niggas was dumb as fuck to work. I thought like, look, and then I'm looking at my moms and you know, like. Okay, niggas is going to work every day, right? Don't have shit, and that's what we, we, we still we ain't got shit. We still ain't got shit. Motherfucker going to work every day, and like, I'm like, damn, we, you know, we got a motherfucking, we got a little bucket, you know, we we living on the block, you know, it's. It's no motherfucking like like well like like where I live now. I can walk out my house, nigga, and just stand there, nigga, and I probably won't see a motherfucker for two hours. 
is just that quiet, you know. People don't come outside and, you know, and, and it's just... <laughs> Nigga, I'm at in Compton, nigga. You every five seconds you ducking, or who is that turning the corner? Or you know, there go the police. And like I said, you living at home with your moms and struggling. Hey, the lights might go off today. And oh shit, nigga, what we eating today? Or you know, not to, you. It was just a struggle, man. And we were living middle class was a struggle. You get me? Um. So it, it was it was it was hard to have dreams of like how the fuck am I gonna get rich? And 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 you get me because when you a kid and you in the struggle and you poverty and you see your parents struggle, you wanna be rich as a motherfucker. That's what you wanna be. But the motherfucking how you gonna get there is the question. The shit and, seems impossible, bro. It seemed like it was like, you know was what, like and, I couldn't believe that stuff. I, I, and I motherfuckers would tell you, oh, you know, you, you get an education and go to kind of nigga. That shit is like fucking foreign to me. What do you mean? Yeah. Get an education. Okay, I'm not dumb. You know, I'm little. My grades is cool when when I was going to school, but at some point, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit for? You get me? I'm learning about fucking George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, and I'm learning about how we was whooped and chained as slaves, and I'm learning about the Senator Maria and the Pinta, whatever them fucking ships was and shit, and the Christopher Columbus. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit going to do for me? Really? Like, really? Like, so you get lost, man. And as a young nigga growing up in those places, like, Compton or Cleveland or you know Brooklyn or wherever is fucking just shit, man. You be like, man, I need to give me a sack because that's the quickest come up. I can come up, niggas gonna respect me. I'ma have the bitches. I'ma have the fancy cars. It, it it's hard for you to grasp being a, a a productive citizen when you in you know where you where the situations where I came from is is it's hard to have that dream of being a productive citizen when all the vices is right here nigga what nigga I'll set you up with a sack nigga put you on this corner you know or shit my parents ain't around my mama working from 11 o'clock at night to seven in the morning I'm finna get into some shit. You feel me? It's, it's, see, you give me, I'm finna get into some shit. And I live in the hood, and then everybody know, I oh, nigga, mama gone at night. Nigga, we going over, we going over cuz house. Nigga, we think it's, the nigga gone in the front yard in the house, nigga. We get loaded and shit. Like, no supervision. You nigga, my older sister, nigga, she hang, you, you, you have no way of life, man. So, it, it was hard to grasp that. So, like I said, nigga, that's where nigga, that's where those those struggle songs come from. Because niggas don't be knowing what the fuck they gonna do. And so, for me, when the rap shit started, nigga, I'm finna talk about all this struggling I'm going through. You know, that's where. And like I said, I hate for motherfuckers to call it gangster rap because nigga, I wasn't talking about the gang. Yeah, I was claiming track new, but I ain't talking about. You know, I ain't talking about this track new on the record. I'm talking about nigga, we over here struggling. 
That's why I wrote, that's why I wrote nigga struggling. That's why I wrote nigga the hood took me under. Y'all think this shit is is fascinating? Hell no. Hey, you know what? I'm getting tired of diving behind cars when the niggas come through blasting and you nigga, you try to make you try to make a decent living, nigga. Nigga, it's seven of us out here trying to rush the car. We all got a pocket full of rocks. You but feel bro, me? But bro, you said something earlier, right? You talking about maturity, right? You know why I don't let stuff bother me today, too, bro? Because I think about like I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for my life, bro. Not saying that I got all the money in the world or whatever like that. I have my struggles just like everybody else, right? But think about this, though, bro. I was on the phone um, an hour before we got on with one of the biggest um, um, movie producers in, you know, black movie, black cinema, right? Dennis Reed. And he gave us um, a deal, not just any deal, man. He pretty much gave us like a like what's the equivalent of a label deal to where we could produce X amount of movies for a year, right? And I thought about that, and I said, man, hip-hop took me there. Notoriety, I don't have a background in film, but this dude is saying that, man, you know, I really think you got something, you know, offer. So, you know, we headed out to Detroit first of the year, man, and start banging out these flicks and start, start doing something out here, you know. I'm going to mess with you on this stuff, Soren, you know, because I need your opinion mm-hmm. on some stuff, man. But we got a lot to be grateful for, man, and it's all because of music. At the end of the day, you know, from this podcast, man, to the movies we about to start making, you know what I'm saying? So, eight, I, I, I hope you still got your chops together, man. Man, I ain't doing shit. You ain't I'm, doing just, no more, bro. I'm just chilling and posting and doing what we going to do. So, that's how it is. Man, you know what? It's about that time, man. Um, But we about to, I, I guess next week, man, is, is it the top 10 next week, man? Yeah, we almost well, there. Gotta, we gotta, you gotta go over your shit next week, so we'll finish it off and do what we gotta do and shit. And yeah, we'll I want to do something special for the top. Maybe the top five, we'll do something real fly, you know? Yeah. All right, for sure. Let's do that. And well, we got the um the Gangster Chronicles merch should be coming up. We didn't get to go up and pick up our shit tonight, but we will have the merch available next week. Hey, is your shit online yet, eight? Hey? No, because I still got product to get together. So we're trying to get all the products and shit where we're going to come out with first, and then I'm going to shoot it off. Like I got, we're, doing, we're doing different shit, and, and we got some new products, some new ideas for some new shirt design. So once we get that cracking, then it'll be up. And we got, you know, like I said, we drop movies, man. So any young, aspiring Cause my thing is this, I do support the young people. I give young people maybe too many opportunities, but I think we got to, I think we in a position to, I think we should, especially if they got some bona fide talent. Anybody out there that got movie scripts, serious, they serious about their shit, hit us up. Gangster Chronicles podcast at gmail.com or info at digital soapbox media.com. If you got scripts, I would love to, I would love for us to discover the next John Singleton or somebody. That's official. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And y'all make sure y'all go watch um, Unique Access. Soren, you be having some dope-ass shows, man. You be having some dope-ass episodes, dog. I think people sleep on them a little bit. Soren got some of the most brilliant interviews online, man. So if you're really you, into man. hip-hop shit, if y'all on that hip-hop shit, man, go watch Unique Access, man. This man get people... You got Brother Lynch on that motherfucker, dog. You had um, Schoolie D. You be having some people. They come out for Soren. 
too, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to be trying to be number one in this game, man. That's why I'm honored to be with y'all too, man. So it's an honor. Oh, for sure, man. It's an honor to have you up here, man. And that's it, man. We out of here. We see y'all next week. Yeah. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.